What's going on guys? My name is Hussein and let's discuss this awesome news. This is a fantastic article written by the Dropbox team where they migrated their Nginx proxying needs from Nginx to Envoy proxy. It is a well-written, deeply technical details and whatever the article shy or or uh, limits or or doesn't dis, uh, disclose or discuss they reference papers they reference other articles which i really appreciate i don't like reading article that they just make claims out of thin air and they don't back it up those guys know what they're doing this is an interesting article i do have my reservations some of the article piece some of the pieces uh felt like i am reading an ad for envoy to be honest and it felt like someone really despises nginx whoever wrote this article at least of it some some like a few paragraphs felt like someone is really despises nginx <laughs> and, and and by by all means guys I, I don't hate nginx you saw me when i made the nginx video i had my reservation and i had uh, some, I guess, opinions you can say about Nginx and 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 why I think a proxy should just be a proxy instead of being a web server and proxy. That's why I like HA proxy. HA proxy just started supporting static file, which I think it's a mistake, to be honest. I like if you're a proxy, just be a proxy. Focus on being a proxy because these are two different things. A lot of people disagree with me on Twitter. Oh my God, the Twitter mob, man. When I say this stuff, <laughs> they say, no, it's the same thing. No, it's not. You focus on a feature and you deliver the proxying needs. It's, And you're going to see that Dropbox exactly mentioned that. That's one of the features. If you focus on being a proxy, you can run fast and develop features way faster than maintaining a, a product that is a proxy and a web server at the same time that just slows you down unless you have f5 money nginx have f5 money and they couldn't keep up with being a proxy and a web server the bugs security features the http spec she keep changing and how do you uh, handle smuggling attacks with being a web server it's just it's just a mess so Let's go through this article. I'm not going to read it because you can do it yourself. I'm going to reference this below. But I'm going to go through the stuff I'm personally interested in. The article is very long. And, and look at this beautiful thing. Do you see the progress bar, guys, there? How? Front-end engineers, how do you do this? My God, I'm, I'm just amazed by the front-end engineering uh, community. Look at this beautiful thing. I would never dream to do something like that <laughs> i can barely write the css code <laughs> this is beautiful all right now let's get back to the track all right what i'm going to discuss in this channel and, and in this video you're going to start seeing some youtube chapter you can jump into the interesting part that you like to watch you don't have to watch the whole video i'm going to discuss uh, i'm going to summarize the article a bit and uh, the performance aspect of this stuff comparison between nginx and envoy i'm going to discuss a little bit the security uh, portion of the article i'm going to discuss uh the 
yes, security. I'm gonna discuss the missing feature that Dropbox uh, claims that Nginx doesn't have, but Envoy have. That's a very interesting thing. And then finally, I'm gonna discuss the migration concept, right? The migration between Nginx and Envoy, and there's a little bit of there is a little bit of a discrepancy in the article that I just I want to call out uh, uh, a little bit. How about we jump into it, guys? So let's summarize this article. So what it says is, hey, uh, Dropbox is a file sharing app, right? It says, hey, you can you have have a file, and then you can stream the file and open the file wherever you want. That's the that's the simple feature they serve. It's a complex system, all right, and they have this ability, and, and since you're serving almost like static content, files are static, yeah, they, are, they support versioning and stuff like that, but they have a lot of proxying needs, and they use gRPC to do that. And we talked about gRPC, check out this video right here, guys. But gRPC is their multi, uh, uh, it's a multi-directional protocol that uses HTTP2, and, and you, uh, the moment you start saying that, it's like, okay, what does that mean, right, in a proxy setting, right, if you have proxies in HTTP2, well, you would think it's HTTP2 all the way, but they found a lot of problems with Nginx when it comes to just supporting pure native HTTP2, right, with gRPC, and, and, and it's, 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 not, it's not straightforward, it is complex to build, and obviously, they like the ability to have a schema, well-defined schema with protobuf because gRPC, and that's 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 their system, in a nutshell. It's a, you can read more, right? There are some stuff that I didn't understand, to be honest. But it is it is a complex. They have a lot of testing stuff and then deployment, and but that's not what I am really interested in. That's um, this is what I'm interested in. So they decided to move from Nginx to Envoy because of certain reasons that they claim here. Let's start with the first one, performance. So I'm gonna jump to the part where they discuss the performance here. So they said that Nginx performance, after they run some tests, had it started to slow down, it gives you large tail latency when the request uh, started to, uh, to increase. And they, most of the time, they said that because of, of blocking at the process level, right? And uh, the way Nginx works is it uses a worker process that spun off different child processes. That's the ancient design, right? Uh, after uh, Apache, I believe, uses multi-threading, but Nginx uses multi-processing for this. So everything is its own process. So guys, if you have a proxy and you have some back end right and you want to serve request that comes to this server right internally if you look at it you have many options to solve this problem right because you have incoming requests and these incoming requests are are, are basically listening to this uh or sort of starting to wake up the tcp connections right and you have many ways to solve this. Node.js have the simplest design of, of, a, of a single threaded uh, event loop that has one thread and that just loops through uh, different tasks that it needs to do and it picks up and it, and it just tries to execute that or delegates the, the task to something else, right? 
Nginx does not use that model. And you have the same event loop, but for every request that it comes, it immediately takes that request and uh, delegate it to an, its own child process. And a list of ch these child processes are just uh, ha uh, are just waiting and spun up at the time of Nginx running the server, right? And so what happens here, whenever a request, an HTTP request comes or, or any other request comes, the Nginx will shove it and deliver it. There is a main process, a master process, a main leader process that goes to a back end and delivers that, uh, uh, that request to a child worker process. This is works great. However, the more request comes in, this worker process becomes the bottleneck. So Nginx comes comes up with this so SO reuse port idea where instead of having one process, the main process listening on the port 80 or 8080 or 443 all of these worker processes will be listening on the same port. And you might say, Hussein, that's impossible because you cannot have two processes listening on the same port. Well, apparently there is. I never knew this. There is a way if you dug deep into the Linux system or, or the, the operating system, you can allow the kernel to say, hey, all these processes are actually listening on the same port and the kernel will take care of load balance, almost like load balancing the request to these uh, child processes. So you throw the, uh, uh, the, the responsibility at the, uh, at the kernel or the operating system process. However, Dropbox team claims that even after enabling that feature, they saw some lag as a result of asynchronous uh, I.O., so, and that's because the process is trying to read from disk. And although this operation is supposed to be asynchronous, right? Because it's, it's 2020, who does synchronous IO anymore, right? I, I just send a request and that request will then be called back when I get the result, right? So I was surprised when I read that, oh yeah, even after enabling this feature, they got some tail latency compared to Envoy. And that's one reason that performance didn't meet their needs when it comes to, uh, to these high demand tail latency, right? So especially in a mixed environment where, we, where they use gRPC and, and, uh, and the back end and in the front end. All right. So that's performance. Let's discuss security. So this is a, a prop for Nginx, surprisingly. So here the 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 balance is goes towards Nginx when when it comes to this article. It says, yeah, Nginx is actually has a smaller code surface, and that means they don't have as much dependence, so they don't like. Uh, reference open SSL or things like that. They actually build their own custom stuff and bake it into Nginx itself. So now as a result, you don't have dependency on other third party. I mean, when I say third party, another open source protocols, you just, they write their own 
protocol parsers they do all their stuff themselves too and and as a result nginx has only 30 vulnerability and exposure in the past 11 years only 30 guys nginx is one of the most used proxy and slash web server in the globe and they only reported 30 vulnerabilities something is off there even it's it's a great secure system or some people are not or, or just we maybe we're now discovering more and getting more better as as white hackers white hat hacker or gray hat hackers becoming more more prevalent now we're going to discover more and more vulnerabilities who knows it will be interesting to know these 30 vulnerabilities when they were discovered is it in the past 11 years right or recently in the past two years right because just looking at envoy in the past two years envoy they discovered 22 security advisories and that's because Envoy is just referencing references libraries, right? Uh, from different uh, libraries existing. So it, it just reuses these libraries. And they explained that they were able, uh, Dropbox team, they were happy with this. And it says, yeah, we know about this. This was not good enough reason for us to stick with nginx because of other reasons we're going to come in the, in, the, in the later in the article but it's so interesting guys look at this they started using these uh, tools in order to basically continuously monitoring these security practices and we don't know what technically invoice is a very very new software Envoy, by the way is written by uh, matt klein and uh, i follow him on twitter he's pretty smart guy so smart and then and uh it's uh, it's just fascinating how much you learn by following so smart people and twitter and and, and just that's this article it's, it's just lists so much cool stuff so yeah there are some uh heap uh, some vulnerabilities in and and void but they're keeping an eye on this but that's that's security in a nutshell the features it's this one is interesting this is one of my favorite part the features of uh nginx and if you zoom in if i zoom in here look at this guys and that's exactly what i said two years ago when i made the nginx video i felt same thing so it's okay there is a proxy that does only one job and that's a proxy a proxy when i started comparing a proxy and nginx i didn't know about envoy back then so okay this thing is a web server and we know how much work required to build a web server versus a proxy yeah there are similarities but it's content and static content so you're gonna start sliding into cgi and stuff like that and start supporting a lot of web servery stuff versus proxy you need to just be good at building rules and and uh, do proxying at layer four and layer seven and tls terminating and do these things very well these are to me there are two different distinct niches that uh developers need to just pick one and focus on and that's what nginx did they started as a web server and then they evolved into a proxy so now in envoy started as just a pure proxy and, and that's a clearly is going to be a winner because they're focusing on having a clean transparent grpc 
proxying, right? Now, gRPC guys uses HTTP2, and, and that's one problem that Nginx has. To do a gRPC, Nginx started to start implementing gRPC as almost like an afterthought, right? Not as a ground up thing, right? So when you do that, what is gRPC? You can do gRPC today by doing a layer four blind uh, uh, TCP stream proxy. That's easy, right? Because now that you just you just do a, a TCP uh, all the way until the server, but that's extremely expensive because you're gonna end up uh, creating a new TCP connection for each request, and that's extremely expensive. Hey guys, this is Hussein from editing. Uh, what I meant to say here is it is extremely expensive. That's true. However, uh, each TCP connection will get a backend connection, a dedicated one, right? So that means you cannot multiplex and you cannot pull backend connection in the TCP mode, right? Because every request, every connection will will end up having a dedicated connection as long as a source IP and the port are the same. And that will basically expand the number of TCP connection at the back end. And that's kind of uh, limits memory and then obviously more work on the proxy level. And that's it compared to multiplexing pooled back end connection into one TCP connection at the back or many TCP connections, right? right so that's, that's what I meant to do. It's like request was the wrong uh, word to use right because we know that we're going to end up we we want to pull the back end tcp connection as much as possible and nginx didn't do that it just starts spinning up engine uh, uh a prox uh, tcps on the back end without multiplexing and that was a deal breaker for uh drop it drop uh, drop box and i don't disagree with that at all because yeah that's a problem if you don't do that and look at this HTTP2 backend. This feature allows us to greatly reduce the number of TCP connections. That's true, right? I don't believe HTTP2. It did not have HTTP2 backend at that time. Again, they were using, guys, they were using the Nginx free version on this. And nothing wrong with that, but that's a Dropbox. I would imagine they would pay a little bit more money to get the enterprise version of Nginx. Now, I don't know if in the enterprise version of Nginx had these capabilities or not. God knows. But look at this. HTTP2 on the back end. This feature allows to greatly reduce the number of TCP connections between our traffic tiers. Why? We talked about that, guys, many, many times on the channel. Check out the HTTP on the back end thing. Because if you have HTTP2 on the front end, which is gRPC, now if you create an HTTP2 TCP connection, now you can use streams in that backend TCP connection to represent requests from multiple clients. So technically, you can reuse the TCP connection instead of wasting it. And that's, and instead of wasting it, just spinning up a new TCP connection. That's extremely powerful. Apparently, Envoy supports that. Nginx, as they claim, I'm not sure about that, does not support that, okay? gRPC web, obviously, guys, gRPC is not supported on the, natively on the browsers, and the reason because 
the 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 vendors who want to write grpc clients mainly google do not have low level access to http2 libraries in order to to play and fingle with them what the hell is fingle mean fingle with the with the with the stream level http2 socket they only have very they only can, they can do as much as we can do which fetch that's pretty much it so because of that we can't really do grpc on the web right unless someone comes down and, and build a, a a nice api in the browser and, and the browser community have to agree on it geez so that's another seven years good luck doing that right and just people agreeing on stuff no that was not gonna happen so either chrome which is the one who built grpc they can just submit a, a, a an api to be honest in, in chrome and start with the chrome then take the advantage but until then we have a native grpc we have to do this hack which i i don't like to be honest it's grpc web is a proxy that you spin up locally and 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 on your browser i don't know if it's an extension or or, or a service uh, proxy or what is it called service uh, i forgot it's come so it's name service worker right it will just basically listen and you send normal rest calls or get post calls and that will be transmitted as a grpc to the back end right so technically you are locally communicating in pure http local host loop back between yourself as a browser and the grpc web proxy and the grpc web proxy is communicating as as uh, as basically an, another grpc layer at the back end right so now they that's what they that, that's what they mean by grpc end to end here right so yeah they they do say that's end to end but i believe they do have layer 7 TLS terminating proxies in the middle to look at the traffic to make decisions based on that otherwise it's useless so right they have to look they terminate they look at that they they try to understand stream level grpc and then make another stream request on the back end so it's like stream almost like stream proxying that's a very interesting word because it's very confusing. Stream proxying in Nginx means TCP streaming versus stream proxying. What I meant is stream, HTTP2 stream. That's why I hate the word stream, guys. Why did we pick this stream? Should be channel, right? RabbitMQ did that. And, and SSH way back used channel. Why Google? Why did you pick stream? It's just so confusing. It should have been named channel. All right. So that's 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 pretty neat. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, migration, guys. Migration. Look at this, guys. So here, we'll come to this. Issues we encounter, right? Let's go back. So with migration, they say, we had seamlessly migrate a system that already handles 10 millions of open So that's what the first time I read it, I was like, oh, they managed to seamlessly, seamlessly migrate the system from Nginx to Envoy, right? Seamlessly. Then at the end of the article, they say, well, 
uh, not really, uh, not really, because then, then they say, well, migration was not really flawless, to be honest, right? So it took them almost ha- more than six months, seven months to do the migration. And uh, they, uh, they it took them over the half a year to do the migration. So it's not, it wasn't that simple. So they ran Nginx and Envoy Proxy in parallel, and they used DNS to start just flipping the IP addresses at the DNS level to point slowly from Nginx to Envoy and start ma- managing and managing the high put, uh, high, uh, the traffic slowly until they removed all Nginx traffic immediate, uh, uh, at all. All of it just gone. However, it wasn't flawless. And this is so awesome. Let's go through this. Nginx, it was built long time ago guys so they run into a lot of stuff and they did something some stuff some features they implemented uh let's say to to mask bugs they were not supposed they were supposed to be bugs in 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 the back end servers but they masked it and and they took care of of taking the blame and fixing it an example of this is as the transfer chunk encoding. So uh, we talked about HTTP smuggling in this channel a little bit, guys, right? So Nginx wrote a lot of code to to smartly uh, take care of transfer encoding and content length duplicates, right? Which attackers use to smuggle bad content into into their uh, into the request, right? Envoy just says, nope, <laughs> nope, don't, don't accept things that takes both of this, right? Nginx used to say, okay, I'm going to accept it, but I'm going to deal with it later, right? But Envoy says, nope, just block it, all of it, which to me, I think that's the best approach. Just block it because that's a bad request if you're sending me a content length and uh, HTTP chunked uh, encoding. That means... You're either an attacker or could be just a naive client, a simple client, which is which is the case. They had a lot of HTTP 1.0, by the way, clients, which I was, was, I was surprised. It's like apparently uh, Dropbox being used for a lot of stuff, right? So, yeah. So, you'd see these features, right? They're like, for example, ports and virtual host name. Nginx allows receiving host headers in both forms, either example or example. We had a couple of APIs that used to rely on this behavior. First, we worked around this by duplicating our vhost in our configuration. Okay, that makes sense. But later added an option to ignore the matching port in invoice side. So that's Nginx. Just, this is just features in Nginx that technically didn't exist in Envoy. And what they are doing some of them are, to be honest, sh- these features shouldn't be features. Should be, you can, you can consider it a bug that it shouldn't have been fixed, right? It should should just fail, right? But it's just all of these things. Like, t- take a look at this buffering. <laughs> uh, Nginx allow request buffering on disk. This is especially useful environment you, where you have legacy HTTP1 backend that don't understand transfer encoding. Nginx could convert these requests with content 
length. So Nginx was smart enough to look at the back end and say, do you support HTTPS content uh, chunked, right? And if the back end doesn't support it, it doesn't say mm, fail. No, Nginx uh, actually says, wait, the back end doesn't, su doesn't support it content chunking because these server-side uh, events, guys, the server-sent events that, that we talked about, right? The backend doesn't support it, but doesn't mean I can fail. So Nginx started basically loading, buffering all the content until it reached the end, and then sending it as just one request to the backend. Obviously, Envoy did not support that feature. So they, uh, I don't know what they did. What did Envoy has a buffer filter, but without the ability to store data, right? So they basically started... Uh, Dropbox contributed, by the way, to the Envoy project by implementing this feature as they find, oh, Nginx apparently is a big thing, right? <laughs> so, so they started implementing this feature in Envoy and then pushing it to, to uh, implementing this in, uh, feature locally in Envoy and then pushing it upstream to the open source uh, Envoy project. And I need to make an Envoy proxy. Type below comment section, make Envoy. So we can make this fair. Or just type envoy. So we can write, uh, so we can do this thing. Guys, this is, man, what do you guys think about this stuff? This is a very interesting article. What's next? HTTP3. Everybody's talking about HTTP3. Ah, I'm not sure we need it. I mean, Dropbox will need it because they use gRPC all the way, right? Even in the web, because they are using gRPC web. So they are suffering now with one limitation in HTTP2, guys. The, the TCP retransmission problem, right? And here's the problem in a nutshell. TCP, when you send a packet in TCP, you get an acknowledgement from the server. And, and this is just a packet level, right? That's how TCP works. And HTTP2 uses TCP. So if you send a packet, and if you don't receive that packet, right? Each packet has a serial number this is which is the sin they agree on the sin sin act right oh each packet is serialized now if you send packets and you receive like packet one packet two packet three and you receive an acronym of packet three guess what the client will wait and until or even the server the server and client will wait until this the the server acknowledges two and one, despite three has been received, right? That's because they want to order stuff, right? That's a problem. And here's why. HTTP2 uses multiplexing and it sends uh, every request as its own stream. So a stream will be translated into packets, right? So to the TCP stack, there is no information that says this packet belongs to this stream because it's a higher level to it it's just data right so now if you successfully received all the content for stream one which is request number one for example let's say but stream two where well, those packets were sent but let's say it's not acknowledged yet guess what right get guess what stream two is now stream one is now blocked because stream two there's a stinking packet that hasn't hasn't been received who cares stream one is its own request 
you're blocking me because stream eight or stream nine has one packet that has known been acknowledged. That's what's happening on the backend, right? That's why HTTP uh, uh, use a lot of CPU uh, power to just do this thing and assemble the streams from packets. So it's just so interesting to me, all this stuff. And Envoy Mobile is another thing that I, I don't know really much about, but apparently they don't use proxying here. They just use a library into mobile to just from day one they 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 you can communicate with grpc with http2 and http3 in the future right so now this is the problem with http2 guys right so now they want to move next to http3 which is uses quick which uses udp which implements this streaming thing on on the application layer right and and that's really powerful now you don't have this uh uh, what is it called? I forgot what it's called. Is it pipelining? Head of line blocking. Thank you. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost. I'm thanking. But yeah, head of line blocking. That's what it, we're blocking because there is a stinking packet that has not been acknowledged in in stream eight, and you're blocking all the other streams just because uh, uh, there is a packet that is received in stream eight. So in in quick, only that packet will be. Uh, only that packet will not be acknowledged and as a result only stream 8 or stream 9 will not be will be weighed will will block the communication however streams any any streams that receive the packets will be just gone and everything is good but yeah guys so they claim that everything was was dandy and seamless but not really so there was a little bit of a contradiction here so i didn't really understand that I don't know, man. Maybe it's just my English. It's just me, right? They just say seamlessly migrate. And then they say, well, we wasn't really flawless. So I don't know about that. But nevertheless, an excellent article. Well written. Good job, Alexi and Oleg. Great, great content. Please give us more beautiful stuff like that. I learned so much. And I... From this article, I have now seven papers that I need to read as a result because I want to understand more about uh, uh, more about this stuff, to be honest, especially when it comes to multi-processing versus multi-threading and which one is better because uh, I didn't quite buy that, to be honest. They moved from Nginx because it's a multi-processing to multi-threaded Envoy because it's better because there's one problem they reference. Just, well... Envoy, if it uses multi-threading, if the process main process died, all the threads is dead. That's even worse to me than multi-processing. Yeah, you can argue that multi-processing has uh, what has or more overhead because every process have its own process overhead that the operating system do. But I don't know if it's that bad. But again, we're all learning. We're all gonna learn. We're gonna, gonna communicate, guys. What do you think about this whole thing? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm going to see you in the next one. And we're going to keep learning. I want more of these beautiful articles from the software engineering community. This is excellent. We want this transparency. Dropbox, great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, you a little bit th threw a lot of shade on Nginx, to be honest. I wouldn't do that. But uh, you did give it some praise, and I like that. So thank you so much. I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.